It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Well, 82-0 isn't going to happen, but the Orlando Magic falling late to the Los Angeles Lakers, well, that tells us a lot. Tells us a lot about a problem the Magic might be running into. What's the pecking order for this team? Plus, Jalen Suggs and his will to win. It's time to break it all down here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is October 31st, 2023. Happy Halloween. Keep those Christmas decorations inside. Not till Thanksgiving. Nothing scarier than Christmas decorations in November. My name is Philip Rossman. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, the Orlando Magic suffer their first loss of the season and reveals perhaps a pressing question for this Orlando Magic team. What is their pecking order? What we learned about the Magic from late game flubs in what really feels like a game the Magic let go. Plus, we'll talk about Jalen Suggs a little bit, what he has added to the starting lineup. Uh, So we'll flip something positive out of this as well and break down the box score as we always do after every game. But first, we want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Remember, those great Locked On podcasts covering every single team to search for Locked On and the team you're looking for, Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. We'd also like to remind you that the Orlando Magic are back in action tonight against the LA Clippers. That is a 10.30 Eastern time tip-off, another late tip-off. But you can catch every every play, every shot of the Orlando Magic's hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search Orlando Magic here, Jake Chapman, and his call for every single Orlando Magic game. So I, I, I sat here yesterday uh, previewing this game against the Los Angeles Lakers, and, and I very much said that it's not as important that they win. It is important that they won. I'm disappointed that they lost. This is a loss that feels like the Magic left something on the table, a loss where the Magic had opportunities to extend their lead from 8 to 10 to 12 uh, and never really put their vice grips on the game. Orlando was in control. They led most of the second half, but it came down to late-game situations. And, And while I am not someone who is a big subscriber into clutch play being the end-all be-all and it being important. We're talking about a young Magic team that's going to be playing a lot of games exactly like this one. We're talking about a Magic team that is going to be in situations 
and, and be in games where are going to be in a standings race and a play-in race where every game is going to matter. And, and the Magic's record and, and, and their ability to play in these exact situations, like we saw in this 106-103 loss to the Lakers, is going to determine this season. Now, I want to sit here and first say, the Magic's defense came up with some incredible stops. Um, yes, they led. Yes, they they lost a lead. Yes, LeBron made some big shots. D'Angelo Russell made some big shots. There was some miscommunication. Somehow, Jalen Suggs was guarding Anthony Davis for a good chunk of the fourth quarter. Um, Davis never did, got the ball in those situations, but that's neither here nor there. Um, the Magic still made some really, really big plays. I'm going to save talk of what Jalen Suggs did for our second segment. The bottom line is the Magic could not score. And what was, you know, what was interesting to watch as the Magic tried to execute late in the game is they tried to go to different places. Um, look, I'm a big fan of not changing your offense late in games. I think the goal should be to get a good shot. Um, Jalen Suggs with the Mag- the Magic were down by one with 20 seconds to play. Orlando did a really good job swinging the ball out to an open Jalen to Jalen Suggs at three point line. He made a great quick pump fake, got Austin Reeves off him, drove to the lane, got a decent look. Um, you know, he had to double clutch. Anthony Davis did a great job rotating over. You know, Suggs definitely could have maybe passed the ball, maybe got a little too excited. I, I joked on, on, on X that um, his eyes were bigger than his stomach, but I did not mind that he went quickly, especially down one when if he missed, he could foul. You could, you're down three. You still got a shot to, to win the game. You still got a shot to go. Uh, you still got a shot to, to force overtime. So I'm a big believer that you should be running your offense um, late in games and that isolating is, is the wrong choice. However, you also want to make sure your best players have the ball in their hands. And f- since the beginning of camp, Jamal Mosley has told us that this is going to be a by-committee approach. And I love that. I love that anybody on this team can step up and make a big play. That there's enough trust in everybody in this team to make the right pass, to make the right shot. To, you know, anybody can have a big game. Cole Anthony's had a big game. Franz Wagner's had a big game. Gary Harris had a big game in this one. Jonathan Isaac made some big contributions. That's the power of this team's depth. And it's real. The bench got the magic back in this game. We'll detail some more of those, uh, detail that a little bit more later on. But you still need the ball in your best player's hands. Even if they're struggling, even if they're, even if, even if it's not like the necessarily the right decision, you need the ball in the hands of the players. They're going to soak up the most attention and trust them to make the right play. This isn't like last year where I'm just saying, hey, give the ball to Paolo and let him, let him make mistakes. That's not it. You've got to trust him. You got to trust Franz. You got to trust Markel to make the right place. And, and, and to some extent, everybody's got to know who that decision maker is. Every team has a pecking order. Anthony Davis killed the magic in this game. But who was setting everything up late in the game? Well, it was LeBron James. And while, yes, Marco Fultz was super efficient late in games last year, one of the best clutch players in the league last year. And I said that, hey, the Magic actually wanted to win games last year. They needed to put the ball in Markel's hands, not Paolo's hands. But I sensed at the end of this game a lot of confusion. 
I sense at the end of this game a lack of organization. And while, again, the by-committee approach is noble, it's great, it's going to work for this team in a lot of ways. The Magic need a closer. They need a designated closer. It, it might be someone different every game. It might be something that Mosley decides on or, or that the team kind of gravitates toward at some point in the game. The Magic didn't have that late. The Lakers have that established. They know the pecking order. They know who's got the ball. They know where to expect the ball to come to them in these late game situations. The Magic did not have that. And obviously this was their first close game of the season. It's the first time they trailed by double digits at any point in the game. This was their first like real test and real pressure. And I'm not going to sit here and say the Magic failed. We just learned a lot. And so Orlando needs to understand who their guy is. Who is going to create that last shot for them? Should it be Paolo Bancaro? Maybe it should. For as much as Paolo Bancaro struggled to shoot, he had another really rough offensive night for the Magic again, um, scoring only uh, nine points, the only starter that didn't hit double figures, four for 14 shooting, one for five from deep. Paolo Bancaro still had five assists in this game. Um, you know, maybe it's worth rewatching. I thought this was the game where Paolo had the least impact. I thought he was good. I thought he was fine in the game against the Rockets. I thought he did some, he was obviously really good in the first half against Portland. This game, it definitely felt like Paolo was a little bit of a drain. Maybe he wasn't the guy for this game. And, and, you know, I'll talk about him when we go over the box score, but I, I am getting a little bit concerned. I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm getting a little bit concerned about his poor shooting and now more about his decision-making. He's still got to be aggressive, and maybe you need to put that faith in him. Franz Wagner played 36, 37 minutes in this game. You know, was, was one of the more reliable players on the team. He shot only 5 for 17. It's going to be tough for this Magic team to win any games, much less games against quality opponents like the Lakers, when their two best players are shooting 9 for 31. But that was what happened in this game. And... You still have to trust your stars to step up at the right time. So Franz Wagner, 16 points, 5 for 17 shooting, 5 for 17 shooting, 2 for 7 from 3, 8 rebounds, still had 4 assists. That's a guy you can trust to make decisions. You know, even Marco Fultz struggled, 7 for 16 shooting, 14 points, 8 assists. He made a lot of really good plays. So maybe the decision in this game was Marco Fultz. And look, Markel made some really tough passes and some really smart choices. But in a key moment, he settled for a mid-range jumper, a jumper that he's comfortable making. But a pressure jumper with LeBron James guarding him, showing him that respect as the closer. And everyone just kind of laying off him and packing the paint. That was a problem in this game. Orlando didn't really do a good job getting to the basket. Only 18 free throw attempts. Uh, They lost the points in the paint battle. So on and so forth. If the Magic are going to be successful late in games, they need to understand their role late in these games. And that was an element that was missing from this game. Now, maybe that's, you know, again, the Magic work through these two-minute drills. They work in these two-minute practice games. They're trying to get better late in games. And when you're playing a late-game situation, when the game's on the line, it's a 50-50 shot. The Lakers miss a shot. The Magic get the ball, get out in transition. They score. It's a three-point lead for the Magic. Things are very different. LeBron misses a three. You know, Davis doesn't get the rebound. You know, make or miss the league. 
What matters is getting quality shots. And I don't want to sit here and say the Magic didn't get quality shots. You know, they 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 had to make some they they had some makeable shots that they missed. But at the end of the day, you also want the best players, your key players, your closers, to make these decisions. And in this first close game that the Magic played, I'm not sure that they understood their roles. I'm not sure that they had the organization, the patience, and the understanding of who goes where. Certainly that the Lakers did. And certainly not enough to win the game. Got to learn a lot of lessons this year. And this is less, This is the first lesson that costs the Magic something. We'll chat a little bit about Jalen Suggs, though, in the game that he played and his will to win and why that's going to be really important moving forward. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel as an official partner of the NFL. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We are not deep enough into the NBA season where I can't tell you to go check out the Locked On Ultimate NBA Season Preview. It's a six-episode series with all 30 of our Locked On NBA team shows from contenders to tankers, which the Magic are not a part of this year. We go in-depth into the biggest storylines heading into the season. Catch all six episodes on Locked On NBA on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. I, like I said, I'm not in the tanking group, which is very, very exciting for me. Check out the up-and-comers, the comers and goers, the Magic, the Hawks, the Bulls the Rockets, and there's one more team in there, and the Jazz. You can check that out wherever you download podcasts. Also, go back into our archives uh, from about a week ago now. You can check out that podcast as well. So, Jalen Suggs is going to be... I don't think he's a a lightning rod. I I think most Magic fans are going to be really pleased with Jalen Suggs. Um... I will admit this. I will say this. I agree with a lot of Magic fans that say this as well, and it's not a knock on Jalen Suggs, who I think got a really good shot on the last possession to force overtime, just didn't make it. Um, The Magic probably don't even get that quality of a shot if it's not for Jalen Suggs. Um, I do think Gary Harris should have been in for the last possessions of the game. Um, You know, I will will question Jamal Mosley. And again, it's a thing where, if the Magic get that shot, tie the game, genius decision keeping Jalen Suggs out there. He dug out that rebound, got to the three-point line, 
Jalen Suggs being clutched all over again like we know he can be. It's a results business. I I would have had Gary Harris on the floor for Jalen Suggs late in the game. Um, the Magic needed the shooting, and we're going to talk about Gary Harris here uh, in a minute. But having said that, Jalen Suggs has earned his place in the starting lineup. For whatever spacing issues he might cause because he is not a respected shooter yet, that dude is just fighting. And, and, and right now, you know, we're we're trying to figure out what this team's identity is. We're trying to figure out what this team's way to win is and, and who this team is going to be. And look, I think we all know that this is not the final product. That the roster that we're seeing this year, or the roster that we're seeing right now, if the Magic are destined to win a championship, there are going to be some changes. Um, we're, we're, we're working our way up there. But for this group and for this team, Jalen Suggs is proving to be a really important figure. A guy who is a guy who's just going to make a difference and, and it's going to make the other team feel, feel that feel it. Um I am I am just now thinking of this, and I will say it and put it out in the universe. He is this team's Daryl Armstrong. That, that, that's a big statement for us Magic fans to say, like, that he is this team's Daryl Armstrong. But the energy that he brings, the, the constant chaos that he brings on defense, you know, I think I saw a, a national writer say, you know, that was the, the last play was the best and worst of Jalen Suggs, just a pure chaos agent. And honestly, that's what the Magic want. The Magic want his chaos. In a game that was decided by three points, Jalen Suggs scores 15 points. He shoots just four for 12 and three for seven from the field, from beyond the arc. Not a great shooting night once again from Jalen Suggs. But he's plus 10. In a game where the Magic lost by three, he is plus 10. That means they're minus 13 with him off the floor. He has eight rebounds. He's digging, he's digging out steals. He's getting, he's pounding players in the backcourt. Whoever he's on, and he's on LeBron James at times. He's on Anthony Davis at times. He's on Austin Reeves and making Austin Reeves' life really hard. Whoever he's on, it's like Daryl Revis or, or, or Richard Sherman. It's don't even bother dealing with them because he's got that locked down. And for a team that is trying to establish itself as a defensive team first, that is everything. Suggs is a guy, you know, in a game where the Magic were not shooting particularly well. Shot 40% in the game. It was an awful shooting game. Um, the Magic were struggling to get any shot to go in in the first quarter. That's how they fell down by 11, their first double-digit deficit of the, of the year. Jalen Suggs is a guy that's not afraid to shoot, and I will always respect him for that. The worst thing you can be in this league is afraid. Like, I'm concerned about Paolo Bancaro because for the first time this year, it kind of looked like Paolo Bancaro was afraid. It kind of looked like he was afraid to take that shot. That he was afraid uh, to make that to 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 do the to make the right play. Um, and again, that's mostly shooting. The rest of his game has been fine. I think he's been doing really well defensively. Actually, um, he's can't pass. You can't pass up open shots. And I'll, I will give Jalen Suggs all the credit in the world. He will not pass up an open shot. If he is open, he will take the shot. 
And eventually he's going to make everyone pay. He's going to make opponents pay for that. He's got to f- figure out the, the jumper. He's got to figure out some of his decision-making, especially at the rim. But what he's giving this team defensively, that is this team's identity. Why are the Magic still one of the best defensive teams in the league, even after this game? You know, we wanted some some proof that the Magic are real. Like, that was my big thing out of this game and, and tonight's game against the Clippers. What I need to see is, is this team for real? Is this team's defense for real? Well, they did, you know, the Lakers did some things that bothered the Magic. They, they the, the Lakers broke the Magic's defense more than any team so far. But Orlando still had a really strong defensive game. They still dug out stops. They still made plays when they had to make them. This is this is this isn't all about Jalen Suggs. Obviously, the whole team has done its done its work. But Jalen Suggs just gives this team that little extra disruptor. And more than that, you can see and feel the his passion on the court. The TV broadcast after the game. Uh, showed a replay of Jalen Suggs' game-tying three-point attempt. And afterward, he was on the floor like he just lost the national championship game again. You know, Anthony Black was like kind of hugging him, was kind of hugging him, trying to pick him up. Darvin Ham of the Lakers was picking him up. Honestly, that that's the greatest sign of respect. Other coaches know how hard this kid is working and how difficult he is making life for whoever he's guarding. This this loss, I don't want to say it was a bad loss because it's not, but it it feels like the Magic left one on the floor. On the floor, they left one out there. You know, we may look back and say, "Yep, yep, that was a game the Magic needed to have." Um, if they're trying to get to the seven seed instead of the eight, or the not and nine instead of the ten, or the eight instead of the nine, we may look back at this game and say, "Okay, the Magic needed that." And they didn't quite get it. But, like, it should be clear at this point. The Magic are not losing games because of Jalen Suggs or his effort. If anything, this season is going to be successful and this team is going to set its identity because of Jalen Suggs and his determination to win. Just, you know, for for whatever you think of his last two shots. He has two plays that put the Magic in a position to win the game. After a, a missed shot from the Lakers, the ball bounced right to Anthony Davis. And, and, and he and Wendell Carter worked hard to knock the ball out, out, out of his hands and make sure he didn't get the rebound. And when the ball fumbled into like a rugby scrum, Jalen Suggs was the one who came up with it. That's a winning play. When Franz Wagner missed the potential game-tying three, and LeBron did a great job defending him there, Jalen Suggs is the one who dug out the rebound, who gave the Magic a second chance to tie the game, and had the presence of mind to know, oh, I can't just put this back up. I have to back out to three-point line, got there quickly, and gave himself a chance to tie this game. You know, again, I, I think his eyes got bigger than his stomach. On, on the layup attempt down one, but he made an aggressive, smart play. I'm not knocking the shot selection so much. 
Could there have been a better shot? Could he waited for the right opportunity? Maybe, maybe not. The ball swung to him. He pump faked, had a lane in front of him, took his chance. That's a winning play. And with his defense, he's continually making plays that are going to make the Magic so much better this season. We'll go through the final box score, talk a little bit about what we saw from other players on the Orlando Magic. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at Game Time. Uh, look, uh, it is the fun season for uh, Orlando. We got the Lakers coming to town on Saturday. Uh, so we're going to get to see this team right away. Very, very excited about that. Potential for revenge. I'm sure the Amway Center is going to be rocking. There's a lot to get excited about this Magic team. If you're trying to get in to see one of the hottest tickets of the season, Magic Lakers on a Saturday night with UCF out of town, Orlando City not playing, the Magic and the Lakers have the whole stage of Orlando to themselves. If you want to find last-minute tickets to the game, there is no better place to find it than Game time. Game time is a fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events near you. With killer last-minute deals, all-in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee, Game Time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. I've used Game Time to buy tickets to several events. I used to go to a Rays game earlier in the summer. Game Time is the place to go to get tickets. They help you with any problems that you might have with your tickets, with the app. They make sure that you get in the game and have a good time, or at least as much as a ticketing company can. Game Time is obsessed with finding ways to help you save money on tickets. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the start of the event and even an hour after it starts. It's the place to find last-minute seats and last-minute deals. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsored deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, Game time is going to credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code Locked On NBA for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NBA. That's L O C K E D O N N B A for $20 off. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I just want to say this. Um, I get being upset about this loss. Um, I, I really do. Uh, I, I, like I've said, I think the Magic left one on the floor. Um, it's not a game that I necessarily regret, but you know, I remember, I don't know if y'all remember the show on ESPN about poker players. A phrase from that show, Michael Madsen was in it. Um, not Michael Madsen, the basketball player, uh, the one from Kill Bill. Um, I may have gotten his name wrong, but regardless, um, B- Bud from Kill Bill. Um, he was in it, and and I always remember 
this one scene. They're all sitting at the poker table. He's the he's the shark. He's the pro. There's a newcomer there, and he's like, you know, he's like giving the guy advice, you know, trying to like bully him into folding. And he says, you know, that lesson was free. This was a lesson that cost the magic something. So the magic, like I said, they're going to have to get better in clutch situations. They're going to have to be more organized. They have to be more composed. They're going to have to be more calm. They're going to have to know what they're doing. And it just didn't feel like they quite had that going for them in this game. Um, So in that sense, I do think the magic left one on the floor, you know, not effort wise, they left on the floor and that they had a real opportunity to win this game, a big win on the road against a quality opponent. Um, but they didn't take it. Uh, and so this lesson cost them something. They had to pay their ante. They had to go to the river. They had to go to the turn and, you know, they had to flop the, the turn, the river. That's, that's how it goes. Um, poker analogy has been strained as far as it can go. Um, this, this loss is a lesson that costs them something. And so now, you know, to me, what's important is okay, what happens the next time? What's going to happen Saturday night? What's going to happen tonight against the Clippers? That, to me, is the most important thing to get out of this game. Because the Magic did a lot of good in this game. I, I want that to be perfectly clear. There is a reason to still be optimistic. There's a, there's, still a, there's plenty of reasons to still believe in this team. Honestly, I come out of this game believing in what this team is building defensively, that this team can be a top 10 defensive team. I was a little bit skeptical of that, but I love what I've seen through the last three games. Now they played Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And look, both Anthony Davis and LeBron James had their moments. There's going to be plenty to clean up, but this team's defense is for real. And if the goal of this season is simply to make the play in tournament and establish themselves defensively, this team is well on its way to doing so. They still got a lot to clean up. There's still a lot to improve on. And we're going to see that happen over the course of the next 79 games. We've got a long way to go here. This team is going to get better. They're going to go through some ups and downs. Tuesday's game is going to be a huge challenge against one of the best offensive teams in the league. So we're going to learn how good this team's defense can be. Let's look at some final stats here as the Orlando Magic fall 106 to 103. Orlando was leading this game, had a very good chance to win it, and did so with 40% field goal shooting. They took 95 shots in this game. Um, so a lot of credit to the second chance points. It's a lot of credit to the rebounds. Orlando owned the glass. 12 offensive rebounds for 20 second chance points. That's going to be a big key actually tonight against, we're going to start, let's start talking about the Clippers game. That's going to be a big game, big key tonight against the Clippers. The Clippers have really struggled on the offensive, on the offensive glass. They've really struggled to corral rebounds this year. This is going to be a big part of the game for the Magic. So hold on to those stats. Only 11 turnovers. There are some bad turnovers. Again, there was a lot of opportunities for Magic to really blow this game open. They led by eight in the third quarter, and instead of extending that lead to the end of the quarter, they gave up a 9-0 run and entered the fourth quarter trailing by one. That is, again, that's the kind, that, that honestly, that stuff matters more than the late game gaffes, to be perfectly honest. The inability to take that lead at the end of the third quarter and maintain it and extend it, that was the issue. There's another opportunity in the middle of the fourth quarter. The Magic were up by five, I believe, um, middle of the fourth quarter, like smack dab in the middle of the fourth quarter. Anthony Davis was in, LeBron James was out. And we all know LeBron's the closer. Like I said, like the, find your pecking order. We all know LeBron's the closer. Um, the Magic had an opportunity at that point to extend the lead out to seven, eight, nine before their starters came back in because the Lakers brought their starters in first. Um, and instead of extending that lead out to seven, eight, nine, 
by the time LeBron came back in, in about it's like two, three minutes, Orlando's lead was stayed at five, got shrunk to three. Losing those minutes made it a close game. And look, who are you going to bet on in a close game? Paolo Bancaro, Franz Wagner, who are struggling all game, or or LeBron, LeBron James, even if he's struggling all game. This was a game where the Magic needed to be ahead and needed to be ahead fairly comfortably. They had opportunities to do so. They couldn't get shots to go down. That's why they that's why they weren't able to do it. Um, this was a this game was a huge struggle offensively, just, just plain and simple. Orlando came out really struggling to get shots to go down. They they trailed by 11. Credit to them for fighting all the way back, but it was a struggle to get shots to go down consistently. It was very similar to the Portland game in a lot of ways, except Portland's not as good. Um, so the Magic's good moments lasted a lot longer. Orlando just made a lot of shots in bunches. That kind of helped them stay in the game, helped them, you know, kind of race ahead. Um, but close game at the end, Orlando couldn't get shots to go down. And that's going to be, honestly, if there is a thing to be concerned about, it's that. It's that, you know, 40% shooting. Yes, that is low on the total pole. And Orlando made their threes in this game, 14 for 35. Uh, but um, A, Orlando settled a little bit for threes too. Um, uh, the most important stat, like I said, most important stat that I look at in the box score is points in the paint. The Lakers outscored Orlando 54 to 44 in the paint, 27 for 38 uh, in the paint to 22 for 47 in the paint. Um, this is the first time the Magic have lost points in the paint. The Magic entered this game averaging 30, uh, giving up 35 points in the paint per game, I believe, um, or 30.5 or something, you know, like low 30s. They gave that up in the first half. That, you know, honestly, that was the difference in the game. You know, Orlando's been good defensively. They were good defensively in this game. Only give up eight for 27 shooting from three. They've got to be very good in the paint. Um, and, and that was inconsistent, at best inconsistent in this game. Let's talk about individual performances. The Magic are not in this game without our sponsor to be determined. Sponsor yet to be named. Player of the game, Gary Harris. 17 points, three assists, five for five shooting from three. Made four three-pointers in the second quarter to help the Magic get back in the game after they trailed by 11. This game is a blowout without Gary Harris. He gave them, he helped them get the ball moving. He took advantage of open threes. He just, you know, once the Magic saw the ball go through the basket, then everyone just seemed to relax. Everyone just seemed a little bit extra amped for this game. And there are some bad misses in this game. Everyone just seemed a little extra amped for this game. I think there's a lot of pent-up energy after, you know, kind of sitting around for two days. Honestly, I know the Magic really struggled in back-to-backs last year. I, I'm kind of optimistic. Uh, you know, I don't know if they'll win on Tuesday. I'm kind of optimistic about their play on Tuesday. I think they're going to be very eager to get back out and not traveling, uh, to not having to travel. I think is going to be a big boost. I think it's going to limit the uh, the uh, you know potential downsides of back-to-backs. But Gary Harris was by far the player of the game. You know, again, like I said. No offense to Jalen Suggs. I think Jalen Suggs did some really good things. I think he's earned his place on this team and earned his place in the starting lineup. The Magic trailing, I think they should have favored offense over defense. And not that Jalen Suggs didn't deliver a little bit offensively. Gary Harris was the dude tonight and, and probably should have been, been out there a little bit more. Um, I've talked a little bit about Paolo. Nine points, four for 14 shooting, one for five from deep. Five rebounds, five assists, uh, two turnovers in the game. Um Paolo was able to string together uh, two or three shots in a row in the third quarter. And it really looked like he was starting to turn a little bit of a corner uh, and starting to play more aggressively. And then it just kind of stopped. I think he took one shot after that, just never really got himself going. I will, I will, you know, I will say this. 
He got 14 shots up, you know, getting just field goal attempts in general with him has been a bit of a struggle and a bit of a sticking point with him. Um, so he got his shot shots up, which, you know, good. That's good. I, I'm not going to be upset about that, but, uh, but you know, the, the field goal attempts aren't there, you know, again, only two free, honestly, two free throw attempts is the thing that concerns me. Even if Paolo Bencaro shoots four for 14, he should be getting to the line six, seven, eight times. To me, that shows a lack of aggression, and and that is the most concerning thing for me. Um, you know, I am not super concerned that Paolo Bancaro is not eventually going to get out of the shooting funk and eventually be the player that we all know he can be. I am concerned that he is not being aggressive, that he is playing a little bit tentative and hesitant and, and like it's in his head. Um, I, I think, you know, Jamal Mosley's, doing a good job saying, hey, we believe in him, we trust him. We know he's going to, you know, whatever's going on, we know it's going to be fine. Um, you know, that, that's paraphrasing. He didn't say it that way exactly. But um, but the Magic need Paolo Bancaro. Just plain and simple. The Magic need Paolo Bancaro. They need him to be confident. They need him to be aggressive. And frankly, he wasn't that in this game. Um, you know, again, he had a wild shot at the rim uh, late in the game, uh, but that was aggressive and that was good. And he was trying to draw a foul. The refs put their whistles in their pockets this game. It was both teams. A couple people, I know Magic fans were upset with the officiating. Lakers fans were upset with the officiating too. The the officiating was letting a lot go. It was a physical game. Um, you know, not so much early. Early, the Magic got in some foul trouble, but the Magic still had more free throw attempts. But second half was very physical. They let things go. It it is what it is. Um, Franz Wagner like had the same issue where he's not shooting the ball well. Five for 17, two for seven from deep. 16 points for him, but he's shooting it. Like he's aggressive. He was looking for a shot. He was trying to get look, get his looks. You know, you trust your star players that those will fall eventually. Um, Jalen Suggs again, four for 12, 15 points. We talked about him. Marco Fultz, 14 points, seven for 16 shooting, eight assists. Was I was probably the Magic's best attacker. Did a really good job getting to the basket, getting to the rim. Um, you know, didn't turn the ball over, obviously. Um, did, just did a really good job kind of forcing the issue a little bit. Fourth quarter, though, the Lakers really locked in defensively. They crowded the paint. Markel drove into traffic a little bit, took a lot of tough jumpers, um, couldn't get to the basket at, at key moments. I, I Like I said, the Magic needed a pecking order. Um, Markel looked like he was going to be the guy that was going to close this game, and then he missed a jumper, and then that kind of just kind of threw everything off. It was like, okay, well, now what do we do? You know, Markel can't be the guy that attacks because they're just crowding him out. Now, where do we go? Now, how do we force some action? And, and it didn't look like the Magic knew exactly what they're doing. Cole Anthony off the bench, 12 points, four for 12 shooting, one for three from deep. Again, just, just not a great night shooting. The Magic shot 38 for 95 from four, 40%. 14 for 35 from three, also 40%. 13 for 18 from the foul line, missed a lot of free throws. Uh, again, Paolo was 0 for two. His only free throws came early in the game. Um Cole Anthony was three for four. Mo Wagner one for two. You know, just just misses here and there that that really kill you in a close game. Um, the Orlando, uh, the Los Angeles Lakers led in scoring by D'Angelo Russell with twenty eight points, ten for fourteen shooting, three for six from deep, eight assists, made some big plays down the stretch. Anthony Davis had twenty six points and nineteen rebounds. Magic really had no answer for him. Wendell Carter did his best, just got outsized and out muscled at times. Some fouls early probably downgraded his physicality and his aggressiveness. Magic did some switching, and, and Davis was able to take advantage of that. Magic do a good job on LeBron. Only 19 points, 7 for 17 shooting, uh, 3 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 turnovers for LeBron. So Magic did a good job on him. But 
undoubtedly still like positive in this game, made things happen for the Lakers, you know, soaked up a lot of attention. Um, you know, again, just, you know, he's LeBron, you know, what are you going to do? I think the Magic did a good job and, you know, clearly wasn't enough. The Orlando Magic suffer their first loss of the season. They do plenty that, that got them, that, that kept them in the game. You know, things that can and should carry over beyond. Magic should have better shooting nights. Magic should see their stars play better. Still had a chance to win despite all that. Um, you know, probably left one on the court. Again, feels like they should have won this game. Take that as a positive. Take that as belief that, okay, if the Magic keep doing the right things and the shots eventually fall, they're going to win games exactly like this. And guess what? They have another opportunity at one of those on Tuesday night against the LA Clippers. That's going to do it for me, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Lockdown Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of them we send on the podcast to your podcast enable listening device. For latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You can, of course, find us on Twitter there at omagicdaily. Also, be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. That's patreon.com slash Hub. Don't forget, you can check out all the Orlando Magic action. Every shot, every play on Sirius XM. Tonight, the Orlando Magic play the LA Clippers at 10.30 p.m. Eastern Time. Check out the Orlando Magic's hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. That's SXM app. Search Orlando Magic. You'll hear our friend, friend Jake Chapman. We had him on the podcast last week. Call all the Magic games on Sirius XM. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross and Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.